Hey there! Are you a crime scene investigator, law enforcement officer, or forensic scientist looking for a Facebook community that understands you? Check out Taction USA's forensic product groups. You'll find blogs, articles, information, and community. For those of us in the investigative field, there are not many lines of support out there, but Taction USA is a company that was founded by law enforcement for law enforcement. Subscribe today to get access to exclusive content. Just look for Taction USA in Facebook groups. Hello and welcome back to Crossing the Tape. It's time again for a miniature episode. Mm-hmm. Not full size. Kind of like me. Yeah. <laughs> this week, we bring you a brief history of... The Bulletproof Vest. Or bullet resistant, as I like to say. Ah. Because boy, they don't stop everything. <laughs> True. Um, this episode will be, like he said, mini. Um, if I went into all the details of the history of the bulletproof vest, we would be here all week. And I don't we, think we you really, time. I don't think you really want to hear all that. Some of it's boring. They love hearing from us. Ah. Well, I tried to make it concise. So. Next week, we will be doing a dramatic reading of the Webster's Dictionary. No. (laughs) The bulletproof vest is one of the most important pieces of equipment that police officers have. Mm -hmm. The first bulletproof vest, in recorded history at least, was developed in 1538. Um, Not long after bullets. Yeah. Uh, A certain man... Filippo Negroli was tasked with making a, pris- a pistol-proof vest for an Italian duke. And he's a Canadian guy. No. I would guess an Ita- Italian based on the name. And like Filippo was like a Montreal <laughs> No. But it makes sense that an Italian duke wanted such a piece to wear. He probably yeah. had some en- enemies. A lot of assassinations in those days. Well, that we know I don't know. We haven't heard about it. <laughs> that brings up a good point. <laughs> we haven't heard of them. Well, that's the Italian way. <laughs> However, it was questionable how effective it was, and I really couldn't find anything of <laughs> what happened. I was trying to look. He was shot dead two days later. I know. I don't think it was a fatality, but I was trying to find specifics about why didn't ever... it work. I think it was just something to do with how it was made or how it sat on him or something. It just wasn't... It just wasn't right. It was an attempt, but it wasn't a good final product. Right. So later, during the English Civil War, which was in the 1600s, a much more durable vest was made then. It had three layers, and upon testing, it would shred upon impact. It still would keep the person safe. So the vest itself would kind of... Would come... It would fail... Yes, but, but, it, it would st- but the person was intact. <laughs> yes. So you could probably take one or two hits, yeah. depending on where on the vest. Well, it said... And that was it. What I read was that it said it could still be worn dependent on where the shot was. Yeah. So you still could one wear it. One in the front, it. one in the back, and right. throw it away. Right. <laughs> so they developed it, and you know, that's not, that's not a ton of time later that they developed something much more effective. Yeah, that actually... <laughs> <laughs> that poor Duke. Yeah. So the first commercial vest was produced in the 1840s in Ireland. 
Um, then the Lots next of assassinations in those days. <laughs> I think it's interesting though that it started in the 1500s because yeah. back then they had metal, you right. know. So there was armor. This was yes, there was armor, and so this was Italy, but like the conquistadors in Spain had their. You know, all their armor. Right, heavy armor. But this was also around the time in the 1500s, based on some unrelated research I recently did. The time of the kind of lightweight foot soldier. Hmm. Oh, yeah. They were used very effectively. Yeah. In, like, the Spanish-Italian wars. Yeah. Just guys with a little knife and a little shield running. Rather than lots of armor on an armored horse. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. one dude with a big sword and tons of armor. So they probably, this is probably the happy medium. You know, a protectant without being heavy. Yeah, they've got guns so they can pick off those lightweight guys that are moving quickly. Right. So the first commercial one, as I said, was in Ireland. And then Korea was the next country to develop the first soft vest. And that was made about 20 years later. Hmm. And though these early versions were very crude, they protected. They they held up very well. And luckily, firearms have come a long way too. But at the time, yeah, it was probably much less of a challenge to stop like yeah a musket ball than yes. a hollow point nine right. millimeter round today. Right. So the vest then continued to evolve into World War One, and that's when they were really defi- refined. Um, and around the twenties is when it really I think took off because they saw just how effective it was and how it really could. Help. Yeah, that it was worth it yes. to outfit as many people right. with this as you could. And those particular ones could absorb a variety of calibers, including 22s, um, 380s, and 45s, even mm-hmm. back then. Oh, wow. Which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, for that's a high caliber. It's for... a large, powerful round, but it's yeah. because of that size and weight, the velocity mm-hmm. is less than other rounds. Right. But still, uh, I've heard people call it the flying ashtray. But still, that it, <laughs> but it's for a back lot of then, force on it. Yes, and that's what I was thinking. For the vest to be able to stop that hard hit, well, especially if it was close contact, you know, right? That in particular, well, yeah, from three hundred yards, yeah, it's probably moving a lot slower by the time it reaches you, if it reaches right. you. But if a guy's point blank, right, then you can take a round like that and survive. Mm-hmm. It's so definitely it's, worth it, right? So of course, since then. Bulletproof vests have become more dependable than ever and now have standards set by the National Department of Justice. And the levels are, they range from... Department or Institute? Um, I think it's NIJ. Yeah, I think it is the... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, now I can can remember the label on the vests. But um, those levels are, they're always tested to see, you know... Gotta what be a level? Fun job. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, this to, company you know, made this vest. We gotta certify it. Bang, right. bang, 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 bang. Right. So the levels ensure officer safety, and they're always evolving every year, mm-hmm. um, just with materials and the development of technology, has been able to develop better vests mm-hmm. and more protection. Yeah, I've only been in law enforcement for about eight years now, and my first vest. When I compare that to the ones that I, the one that I currently wear, it was much heavier, a lot more stiff. This one, it has a 
thinner, lighter, yeah. and it's also got, um, I think it's steel woven mm-hmm. through it, so it'll sort of keep your shape. So when you yeah. put it on, it the kind steel bends to you. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, the best is Kevlar, but the, well, the that other yeah. weave sort of hugs you, your body's natural yeah. shape. But I'm thinking of, of medieval. Oh, well, yes. But it, it's much lighter, much more comfortable, and that's just been in a few years. Right. That it's gone from clunky old vest yeah. to sort of lightweight, more breathable, comfortable, and even more durable yeah. than the first one that I had, more dependable. Right. And yeah, it's, it's constantly revolving, which is good, because everything else in the world evolves. Yeah, it is and too. So, you know... Protection needs to go with it. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder where I'll be in 10 years. Right. But that is all I have for this mini episode. As far as modern vests go, I want to say it was also an Italian guy. I may be mistaken. Um, but, of course, when he developed his first prototype, he tested it and you know, showed it off at like trade shows and stuff mm-hmm. by going to people and going, here, shoot me, while he was wearing it. <laughs> and I definitely got the you point know, across. I oh, think, what an awful idea. I think there's a picture somewhere circulating on Facebook that I saw not too long ago yeah. of that. And, he, you know, he probably went to, like, the world, the world's fair and everything. Oh, yeah. You know, because that would be a spectacle. <laughs> Waving a gun around saying, who wants to shoot me? That apparently enough people took him up on it. I know. It makes you wonder. He just ate those rounds from what see. <laughs> it works. <laughs> because it stops the penetration of the bullet, but it doesn't necessarily stop the force. No. So even though the bullet doesn't live. blast through you, yeah. you might still have some internal injuries from the force of the impact. Right. So it's not like on a TV show where you just get hit and go, ha-ha. <laughs> You're probably still going to hit yeah. the ground and go, oh, God. Yeah. But you live. And right. that's the point. Yes. And speaking of living, keep doing that until we see you again here on Crossing the Tape. Thanks for listening. I'm Brendan. And I'm Hillary. So long. Stay safe.